Welcome to A Positive Spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. Some of the S. I'm Kate Barron. And I'm Sarah Starkman. <laughs> we did it! We did it! We did an opening! Yay! We did it! Episode 9! Feeling fun! Episode 9, that's pretty good. I guess, I'm like, I want to celebrate like we've done some big accomplishment, but it's... Can we have a cake at 100? Oh, I was going to say when we get to 10... <laughs> Would we we can just have cake. We, can we just get cake? Can we get it now? Okay. That's okay. <laughs> such a piece of shit. <laughs> oh my God. How are you? What's going on, girl? Yeah, not much. Not too much. <laughs> You're about to go to your parents for dinner. I'm about to go to my You're parents for dinner. You're looking good. I'm in head to toe uh, gray cotton. I'm feeling the monochromatic vibes. I feel like it's like if you ever want to know how someone feels about your friendship, look at what they wear when they come over to your house. What is this scream? I'm comfortable with you or I hate you? I, I don't <laughs> care what you think of me, Mom. And my therapist said I don't need to. I don't need your approval anymore. That's, that's what a scream. Mother. Fuck you, no. I'm just kidding. What, what does your Maybe put on me? a bra, though. Should I? I For look my like mom? a ninja. I'm all in black. I look like a really cool ninja. Is that what it says about our friendship? <laughs> yeah. Then I'm ready to escape at any time. <laughs> Should the need you arise. kick my ass and get okay, fuck out of here. and tumble out the window. <laughs> off the second story. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say good luck with that. Well, yeah, I'd break both my legs at the bottom when you need to take me to the hospital and then bathe me and make me pee and stuff, but... You're like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, bitch. Could you? <laughs> Can you I would me? love to be able to, like, be a ninja and be so stealth, but I know I'd be, like, crashing it. I would just be the worst. Could you ever see me going into a room and no one noticing me and me being, like, so subtle I just sneak in and do something really low-key? I don't know. You said you got a quiet step. I do have a quiet step. You just need to wear more black than you're already wearing. But it's the booming <laughs> voice. You mean like face paint? I think that's not allowed. <laughs> I did a charcoal face mask the other day and I kind of wondered the same thing. I was like, I should not take a picture of this and put uh, this on Instagram. You good. know? Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Good call. I usually don't think that that far forward. I need to do a face mask. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, you're not going to come for dinner. You're just going to do a face mask. I knew you were going to ask me to go for dinner at your parents' house. And I just thought it'd be I nice. I don't dad. even know if there's extra chili, okay? It's vegetarian Ugh, chili. It's gross. vegetarian. I don't like chili. I just got invited to a chili cook-off, and I was like, get you and your fucking... What do you mean you were invited to a chili cook-off? What do you mean you don't get invited to chili cook-offs, <laughs> you fucking loser? <laughs> How much methane in one tiny little spot just like beans for everybody i know and i was like right before i was about to go and do a show at yuck yucks and i was like that's what i need i'm nervous about performing in front of all of these people and what i need is to just fart my way onto stage i do that without the need of beans oh my god no and i yeah it's no was that your positive news for the week that you got invited to a chili (laughs) cook-off no things are looking up you started talking about fucking chili You were the uh, you brought it up. Your parents house for dinner. I'm just saying I don't want to go hang out with your dad. Okay. He's pretty cool. I know. How's his knee? Is he good? I mean, it's better. He by the complaints, you wouldn't know otherwise. Well, but I mean, you know, he got the staples taken out. He likes to show us that pictures was of those. Really gross. Yeah. What you showed me. Yeah. Pretty like disgusting. when people show me pictures of their wounds, it fucking. I, I, I honestly can't explain the shiver it sends down my spine. I'm not good with wounds. They were changing his dressings and I literally hid down the hall. <gasps> I know. Yeah, that's not positive. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, positive thing yeah. was that I saw a bunch of people who were getting ready to, like it was a packed streetcar 
rode it up to Spadina Station, and a whole bunch of people were trying to get off, and there was this little older lady. She had, like, her little cart for groceries and stuff. She was moving very slow. She had a bit of a hunchback, and people were just trying to, like, bomb by her, and I was like, fuck you guys. Just give her a fucking hot minute to get out of here. Like, she was fine, and she was mobile, but everyone was just... They try to push past these older people, and I just hate it. So I literally used, I did like a human shield around her and blocked everyone from getting off my door of the streetcar so until she, she had gotten off. I helped her lift her cart down, and I and people were like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "You can wait," and then we just let her get off slowly. And I was like, "Okay, there you go. You can go. I know you got to go to your fucking mom's house and have a pizza pop right now. Like, go. You're in a fucking <laughs> hurry, bro. But like, so." That's what I did. I slowed everyone else down for the sake of this little lady. That is very nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, human shield. That's yeah. Funny. That's my positive news story. That's great. Uh, but everyone was really mad at me. Fuck them. <laughs> but also fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's awesome that you did that in spite of them all being really mad and being like, who gives a shit? Shut well, I, was, I also had my earbuds in, so I was like, whatever, swear away. I'm like, be the fucking Nora Jones. You can't kill this vibe, bitch. Like... I'm good. Nora Jones is my safety. I used to get told I look like Nora Jones. Oh, you kind of do. Now I see it. I see it a little bit now. Thank you. I love her. Me too. Love don't her. Know why Please don't. Okay. Um, What's yours? What'd you do? Or would you see? Would you know? Honestly, I have been locked in my house, rocking back and forth. I'm not gonna lie. The only positive thing that's happening right now is that my best friend is having a baby. And she's being induced this weekend. And I think from like a personal perspective, it's not that I wasn't excited for her before. I am really excited for her. Yeah. But it's brought so much like joy into my heart. The fact that she's like, there's going to be like a little bit more of her in the world. And I never was thinking about that like that she's a lovely girl. So that'll be nice. Yes. And her husband is a wonderful man. And they're probably going to bring a really smart with it, non-obnoxious piece of garbage into the world, which is great. That's the thing about when your friends have kids, like, you know, I talk a lot of shit on stage about my friends with kids and blah, 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 kids in general, which I only mean most of it, (laughs) but like Like 80%, like 80, 90% of it. But (laughs) it is actually so cool to see my friends who I know are raising like these cool little people who don't go nuts and to see it's the trippiest thing to see your good friends have kids because they become this like whole other person, but they're not. It's just weird. It's weird to be like, oh, don't put that in your mouth. And I'm like, bitch, you used to put a lot more in your mouth than when we used to go out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. It's really, it, uh, so I love it. I think it's actually so fun. Yeah, I'm really, I'm excited. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited that I feel this positive about it because I didn't necessarily expect to because I'm not like the biggest fan of children and like procreating at this point, like 2018, like we got to slow the fuck down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I'm just feeling extra excited and joyful and like I just can't wait to like sniff this little bean and then give it back. Let them wipe it off first. Yes. (laughs) My girlfriend, my other girlfriend who's pregnant right now told me that she, I was joking around with her the other day because she's a doctor. So she's very like Western perspective about some things. Boston? Yes. She's pregnant. Oh, that's exciting. So she's had, yeah, my two best friends, one having a baby legit tomorrow and the other one in August. And I'm like, I, I just learned how to fully wipe my ass the other day. And I went and I, no. You're further than me. Oh yeah? (laughs) Yeah. That makes me feel better. You're like, I need a wipe. Um, yeah. One of those lubricated lemon scented wipes. Oh my God. Um, 
<laughs> the best is when you go into somebody's house and they have those baby wipes and no baby and you're like you for sure have IBS that is what you have no baby wipes or like baby wipes or like wet wipes for your butt are great honestly and you know what someone explained it to me the other day they're like if you stepped in shit and got it all over your shoe or your foot let's say you're barefoot okay you're barefoot you step in dog shit it's all over and in between your toes what if I give you Four squares of toilet paper to clean up your foot. Would you be happy going on the rest of your day? Or would you want to wash that fucker off? So why are you happy having a dirty old asshole? Okay, but there's one crack in one hole as opposed to like lots of divots with your toes, you know, and nails. However, there was a commercial recently for new toilet paper that's almost like waffle patterned. And the pitch is that like all those little like divots get into the crevices of your anus to pull out the pill. No, that's marketing shit. Oh, for sure. That's total bullshit. Toilet paper is toilet paper. The wet wipes, give it a little extra. Are we just having a conversation about like how wiping your own ass is hard? Yeah, but it is. <laughs> it's like a good day when it comes out clean. Oh my god, um, babies have no idea how lucky they are, right? Anyway, so I was I was talking to my girlfriend uh, in in Boston. Oh yeah, who's the doctor? And I was saying to her, I made a joke, and I was like, "Are you gonna eat your own placenta capsules? What are you gonna do?" And she wrote back, "No, but I'm having a lotus baby." And I'm like, what the what is fuck that? is that? And it's when you don't cut the cord, it just like comes off naturally. I don't know enough about this stuff, but Wait, is she so just going to like waddle around? Because that's what I'm saying. She just like waddles around the house attached to the baby until it like falls off on its own. I don't even want to know the answer to this because I'm afraid. Placenta pills sound better than that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to know. I like what I have envisioned in my head is so gross and disturbing. I don't want to know. We're going to have to Google image later. So that's my positive name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that is. You just wait for my articles if you're feeling nauseous now. Oh, my God. You scare the shit out of me when you bring up these articles. No, so gross. Um, so my article. Or do you have do you have anything else you want to say that wants to. Nope. Scare, Not yet. Scare me. Nope. Okay, New York Times article called The Case for Cursing. Okay. Talks about studies being done to show that, because we're all told like cursing is bad. I swear a lot. You know, I swear a lot. I swear a lot in life and on stage. Yeah. But then um, they say that when you curse when you're in pain, it actually increases the threshold for pain. Yes. So it actually helps this. this. So profanity serves as like a physiological like emotional social purpose they're saying and it's effective because it's inappropriate so why it's effective is because it's still taboo to curse so if it was widely accepted you could swear it would be less effective but it's because people are like oh my goodness and clutching their pearls when people are like fuck and like if you're out in public and that's why it's actually effective because you're letting this it's like the release of something well that's what i was kind of thinking that you like you're given the leeway for full expression as opposed to like trying to hold it in. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. you're when you're in pain at the gym or like you have a cramp and you go, Ugh, it almost psychologically feels like that helps as opposed to trying to suffer in silence. Well, they're saying because it's like this natural, it's sort of, um, it, it's sort of swearing triggers the natural fight or flight stress response. So it's more of that fight that helps suppress the pain within you when you swear as opposed to just being like, ah, and like being a baby about it. Interesting. So it's this kind of a really interesting thing. So it's Dr. 
Dr. Stevens, this guy who was studying it, was also studying about strength and swearing, like you were saying, it gives you more power to do that. So if you swear, does it make you stronger? And in the sort of preliminary studies that they've been doing, it's showing that these people are physically stronger when they do it within that context. And there must be sort of, they were saying just like evolutionary advantages to cursing or we wouldn't have evolved to do it. Um, and so, and and they say also there's this sort of misunderstanding that there's, um, poverty of vocabulary, they call it. It's a myth that people swear because they lack the right words due to impoverished vocabulary or, uh, socioeconomic status or whatever, because they don't know better, but that's actually not true. They're saying. So then I actually went in, I was looking up other articles and it was this article talking about in, uh, Huffington Post talking about the wellness saying that people who swear are happier, healthier, and more honest people. And that swearing is actually an effective way of communicating because it increases like the effectiveness of, or persuasiveness of an argument. As long as you're not doing it gratuitously gratuitously Mm -hmm. or without reason. But if it's doing to emphasize a point, it also helps in communication and becoming more honest because it conveys a sense words alone don't convey always the true feeling behind them. But when you swear and you really emphasize it, it does do that. And then like we said, improves pain tolerance and it is a sign of high intelligence and that having a larger vocabulary isn't uh, associated with an intelligence, isn't associated with swearing. And they're I think actually that was linked like to an, higher IQ. Yeah. I think that was like an old, like not a myth, but like a, an older perspective. Yeah. Because they're just like, yeah, yeah. Because they just think like, you're better stupid than that. Foul like, stupid foul mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You stupid fuck. You're so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's saying like you can perform better during exercise and it can also just give you a sense of calm. And then it's actually, yeah. So it has all these benefits to uh, to swearing. And I, I love that. Because, you fucking love it. Because I am a cursor. And I know I am. And it's something I do try to watch. And in certain situations, obviously, I don't. But it is just something I feel like it's part of my vernacular. Like, don't, it's sort of like, could you ever imagine me not ever swearing again? And just be like, nope, I'm never going to do it again. I'm going to be clean or whatever. But I also think, I don't know if it's just the type of friendship that we have or people we are, the material we do or the age we are in North America 2018. But, like, I don't even think about it. Yeah. But I think that that must be because we're having intelligent conversation and we're using swear words appropriately and emphatically as opposed right. to being like, shit, fucker, I don't know what, fuck, shit. You know what I mean? Like, I would like to meet that person. <laughs> <laughs> but in that... The, the way your face looks, you know, look at me in the eye while you're doing that and the, your facial expressions while you were doing that voice... I wish you could see it because you're real, a real fucking gem over I felt here. Beautiful in your sweatpants, in looking moment. good. Yeah, do this with your mom over the chili tonight. Actually, you go shit, mom. Pass me the fucking chili. Oh my god, please make Phil videotape that and do that. My parents curse. They're down. Yeah, but do your with, parents curse? Um, they do, and my dad does, but not gratuitous. I mean, he's newfie, so of course he does, but. But my mom is the one who's more like, "Damn, oh my god, don't swear!" But then she'll be like, "Oh shit, fuck!" And she, then, has like, she seen your set and collapsed? <laughs> she has seen my set. Um, no, she's fine with it. She hasn't seen. I don't feel like you hide who you are in front of your no, parents. No, I haven't. I no, she's seen it. She's. Uh, I think she's just sort of like, "Oh, hmm. 
But she's, like, she's fine with it. It doesn't, like, shock her. She's not, like... <laughs> Fuck. I hope everyone can hear the sound of what I think is, like, a garbage truck. You looked at me like I was personally responsible well, for the noise outside. because you live in the suburbs, and this is what... You don't expect it. I was gonna say, if we were recording in your house, there'd be a homeless man banging at the window. Yep, that's Fred. <laughs> don't fuck with him. <laughs> No, you'd hear, like, frat boys screaming in the background doing parkour. That's what they do in the back of my house. There's, like, this weird empty lot, and there's but there's, like, a fence, and they parkour over it and, like, just twirl around. And I'm like, you guys look like you're in modern dance. You don't look like you're doing some cool martial arts, okay? You're fucking doing flips over fences. Like, I've seen this on So You Think You Can Dance. I feel like parkour parkour would be an incredible skill, but I would never have the, the chutzpah to, like, try and just by looking at your physique no offense i don't think you have the upper body strength okay to pull when phil and i were in <laughs> sri lanka okay we were going to climb a 2500 million year old rock and we were in a taxi with some man that we named klaus not his name he's okay. austrian we're totally being discriminatory and uh and klaus was a real piece of work and he was telling us how if we wanted to a less a touristy place to go to is this other rock yeah. where you could climb up and see the big rock and you climb on a rock to see a rock. Right. Okay. And, uh, that's what you do when you go away. And yeah, sounds like a fucking great time. So he, so, okay. So the big rock that we climbed was 1200 steps. And, uh, he was saying that there's less steps, but that at a certain point you have to do a little bit of bouldering. And he looks directly in Phil and goes, you could do it. She couldn't. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. Thank you, Klaus. We know each other so well. I couldn't, but fuck you. What even is bouldering? That's just like climbing a rock with your bare hands. It's kind of like, yeah, like rock climbing without any sort of harness I mean, or anything. Maybe Klaus was just a truth teller. <laughs> Why? What is Phil again? Yeah, no, I know. I, Phil, could, Phil could do that. Phil, great. So you're in agreement with Klaus. I couldn't do it either. But why do you want to climb a rock? I didn't. I said immediately afterwards, we are not doing that. I was just with a girl at work and she was going on a trip with her like in-laws and her husband and stuff. And she's so funny. Uh, she's super sweet. And I share an office with her right now. And she was, we were talking about, cause she was packing like everything for a week in a small little backpack, like tinier than this backpack that I have. And I was like, how the fuck are you going to do that? And she's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, what shoes are you going to bring? Like how many pairs? She's like, just these. And they were like, like a chunky heel, but it was like a high heeled suede boot. And I was like, Practical. what? What What the fuck? Like, These are actually super comfy. I can wear them all the time. And I was like, what if they ask you to go on a hike? And she's like, oh, I'm not going to go on a fucking hike. Where are they going? To like BC and Alberta and stuff they were doing. Yeah, like, like outdoorsy places though. Well, I think to like wineries though, or oh. like to like, like cities and stuff. But I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm always constantly afraid that someone's going to ask me to go on a hike and I'm not going to have the shoes and I'm going to be the asshole. That's what you're worried about? <laughs> <laughs> the wrong footwear <laughs> yes <laughs> i've been on a hike with flip-flops on and there's snakes oh, or there's signs awful. saying like snake warnings and stuff like that i'm like what the fuck and i'm sliding around in mud and flip-flops and i'm like it's not i've been that person before and i don't want to be her again okay <laughs> it's a real fucking fear Ugh. okay oh, that's good what are your articles girl <laughs> Okay, so I found this um, relatively new social enterprise that is transforming human waste into a clean, affordable fuel in Kenya. 
didn't we? We know we talked about pee beer. We talked about pee beer. So this is this is poop. Why fuel. are you obsessed with this? I'm obsessed. But this is actually quite cool. Okay. So there's quite uh, an epidemic. I don't no, know. We it, talked about no, this. we did not. Double decker buses in London. Yes, fueled by coffee, coffee beans. Oh fuck. Okay, so there's a poop. Sorry, sorry, I'm stealing your thunder. It says the poop problem is at crisis levels in many poor countries. I don't mean to laugh, but that's so insane. So it says in Kenya, for instance, where um this man named Andrew Foot. I believe, yes. Andrew Foote co-founded his firm, Sanivation. Um, an average of 17,000 children under five die of diarrhea every year. Oh, God. So he's convinced that these deaths could be avoided if children had access to a clean, safe toilet. Yeah. I don't really know what a safe toilet has to do with diarrhea. Isn't it more like access to safe drinking water yeah. and food preparation? Well, unless you're drinking out of the toilet, but who knows? Yeah. So anyway, so it so that's what this company does. It provides toilets to some of the poorest householders in Naivasha, which is a large market town northwest of Nairobi, and the cost is about two dollars a month. Um, so it says, what happens to all this quote unquote fecal fudge? One of Foot's euphemisms. So they collect the human waste of the participating householders that have these toilets that they put in, and they process it using a solar thermal technology. And it's then converted into charcoal-like briquettes, which are sold in the local community for cooking and domestic heating. And it says these Wait, bri- that's probably the problem, that they're cooking with shit. <laughs> like, do we not think that's... Yeah, let's give them a clean toilet. And here, why don't you put this on your patty? Like, what the fuck? You don't eat it. You cook with it. I don't give a shit. Well, it says the briquettes... What, are you going to flip a hamburger over a poo patty and then go, oh, it must be because they don't have a clean place to pee? Mm, what's that smell? Yeah. So it says the briquettes provide a lower carbon and longer lasting alternative to charcoal, producing just a third of the carbon emissions of conventional briquettes. I'm just going to say this sounds dumb. Well, it says it, it <laughs> provides sanitation services to 2,500 people in total and has sold 70,000 tons of briquettes, saving more than 6,000 trees. Do they say anything about the smell of the briquettes? No, I want to know that too. Or like poo particles in the air. There's poo particles in the air right now all the time. <gasps> I just ate like five. Ew. Totally. But that's what happens. <laughs> Everyone just has pink eye and they're eating poo burgers. You don't think that there's fecal matter in the water right now? How many poos get don't flushed down the toilet? to my water <laughs> and ask me if there's fecal matter and I'll barf on you. Well, apparently it's doing some, uh, some really cool stuff. That sounds... They, awesome. they plan to establish 30 more factories making poop-based briquettes across Kenya within the next three years, expanding to 100 across Africa by 2022. I mean, if this works, cool. I'm just... I mean, we're eating crickets and we're drinking pee beer. This is not, you know... I just want to go on record and say I'm not doing any of those things. <laughs> so, at most, I'm doing parkour and climbing rocks. <laughs> Yeah, most you're watching parkour from your fucking barn windows in the basement. I wish. Okay, so this was this was the uh, the supporting article. Poo isn't the only powerful oh excretion. <laughs> there is a urinal at the University of West of England. Wow, what a thing to! I went to the University of the West of England. What does that even fucking mean? Isn't that just the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't the West just, Isn't Ireland? We don't yeah. know. Um, that can generate electricity from pee. The unit, which is partly funded by Oxfam, they think could bring power to off-grid locations such as refugee camps. Okay. 
This is more interesting. Um, so it says the first step shows we can power lights inside the cubicle. Like, I guess you pee and then I don't know what it ignites and it, it powers the lights. And then the next challenge they said was generating. I trying to like do some sort of like. I'm not an electrician. How it works. And, like, and then it works. And then just the lights and then go. Just the lights they pee on. and then the symbiosis of, I don't know, anything. And so the next challenge is generating enough electricity to go beyond the urinal. The research, which began 13 years ago, um, started with like robots and examining electricity and various waste materials. And they were using like grass and shrimp shells. And they said urine actually proved to be one of the best feedstocks for electricity production. I, don't, I can't even wrap my head around how that would work. I'm picturing as well, there's that, have you ever gone to Otto's Berlin Donair in Kensington Market? No, but I've seen it and wondered. It's so fucking good. It's Beer the hall, right? Uh, well, there's the beer hall downtown, which is like their bigger one. Their original one is just a small little shop and it's fucking amazing. But they have these bathrooms. You go into the bathroom and one of the, one of the washrooms has um, a, a blue button on it and then the other one has like a red one. So when you're in there, you hit the button, your lights in the bathroom turn off, a disco ball comes out, and disco music comes on for like 30 seconds. And it's like, going all around. So I'm picturing people like at a party, where it's like a party, <laughs> and someone goes pee, and everyone's like, woohoo! And the lights and come on. And then they stop peeing, and then everyone's just standing there, <laughs> looking at each other, and it's just like a rotation of that. That's very funny. And potentially what happens. I'm still concerned about the poo pucks. The poo pucks. That's what they should call them. Fuck the briquettes. Well. That makes them sound like the Shirelles. No, but the briquettes are actually what, like, you'd be like, oh, I'll barbecue with that. Would you barbecue with a poo puck? If you... <laughs> like, they can't market them that way. I think in Kenya, they'll do anything. That's rude. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> if you're in a household that can't afford a toilet and you don't have food No, to I eat, get it. And I understand the whole want to, like... Like sanitation and all of that, because that is a big issue. Hello, like Inter- the plague. Yeah, and, like, we get that that's like a big health c- crisis. I just don't understand. I don't the know what behind, this like using it to like cook with and heat with, and then. Well, I mean, I guess the point is, is like to reuse waste, yes. but I don't know what this solar thermal process I mean, I guess is. Use, like cow poo for fertilizer. Yeah, totally. So I guess. So you're kind of always eating poo. So I guess we're always just eating and drinking poo. Totally. I remember learning that in Let's biology class. Let's just cut class. out the middleman and just human centipede everyone. Ugh. And then we'll be good. Wow. That was so scatological for you. <laughs> you know that <laughs> when I, I don't know that word. What? <laughs> <laughs> what is scatological? It's a, like scatological humor is like poo humor. Poo oh. humor. God, you're smart. Oh, yeah. Now I'm know, checking. I, now I'm checking if I'm right. I don't. I'm like, is that a fear of categories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interest in or treatment of obscene matters. Um, the biologically oriented study of excrement. Oh, my God. I should have been like a scatological theorist. Oh, my God. You're insane. I, I don't know. even know what I was going to say to you. Oh, when I went to go buy the. I'm not even going to say it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. No. I feel like there's lots of weird poo. There's that poo like dessert place that opened at Bathurst and Bloor. Uh, it's like, not just for dessert. Toilet. It oh. has all meals. Have you been there? I have not. They have like red and they're all red toilet seats. It's really grosses me out. But like you sit on That's toilets. what grosses you out? <laughs> yeah. About it is just the red The color scheme seats. is atrocious. <laughs> 
And if that doesn't gross you out, I don't know what does. You can get, you can serve me a dish in a little fake toilet, but serve it to me in something tacky. Get out of here. So gross. I was walking down the street and some guy was asking where it was. He was like, where's the, uh, like the poo restaurant or whatever. And I was like, is that where you're going for real? Like just shamelessly asking me, but it's like the thing and it's lasted. It's been well, almost a year. Yeah, I guess it's been a year. I was just going to say, well, it's been like a year. Like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, let's wait and see. You know, let's wait and see. I think it's like, how many times do you need to go? You go one time, you take an Instagram, you do it. It's a done. novelty thing. Should we go? We should do like a live podcast yes. recording there. We and should just talk totally about- <laughs> go. All the different poo dishes. Oh my God. But it's it. like also so, well. I, I honestly got it. The food is amazing. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> And it's not, like, they don't give you, like, brown soft serve. Like, is that what it is? I don't know. I've never been there. You I think like I'm some fucking expert when you're the one bringing all the poo articles. That's true. You just live close to it, so I thought maybe you've heard about it. I I've think it's, it. It's it from the emoticon. I know it is. It's the obsession with the poo emoticon. It's Korean food, I think. Well, that's racist. <laughs> no, it is! <laughs> it is Korean food. Like, shit! Is oh, what it is. I fucking hate you. Okay, tell me your throwaway. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... So this is like a really old one. This happened in 2011. Um, there is a town uh, that only has a thousand people in it. It's called Goodhue, Minnesota. And so, yeah, there's only a thousand people and their emergency response team has like 20 volunteers, but they don't actually have like ambulance or a fire hall. Like people have to come from out of town to do that. Cause it's just like a little town. There's a 51 year old or 54 year old man named Howard Snitzer he had a heart attack when he was walking out of a grocery store Damn. and he collapsed on the sidewalk and it was a massive heart attack. So as the grocery store clerk was calling 911, another customer in the store rushed out there to give him CPR, but it was taking so long for the people to come that the 20 volunteers lined up and for 96 minutes, so over an hour and a half, these 20 people went alternated giving him CPR because it's really exhausting to do CPR. Totally. And it takes like your whole body to do it. And my sister is a nurse, right? She's She works in the ICU and stuff. And she's she, when she has to do it on a patient for like longer than five minutes or 10 minutes, her like back and shoulders are hurting in pain. Like, I'm sure. It's a lot to put your whole body into it. Actually do it. So they saved his life. He's better now, and he, it was because he wasn't breathing, but they did CPR on him for 96 minutes, 20 different people tagging out after somebody would get too exhausted to keep going, and they all worked together and did it, and 10 days later, he made a full recovery and was released to the hospital because he had, they had to wait for a rescue helicopter from the Mayo Clinic to fly over and get him and resuscitate him. Incredible. Isn't that crazy? So nice. Like, amazing, and they all came together to do it. Like, it's... That's yeah. beautiful. I love yeah. that. I just thought it was like a very... Everyone working together. Go Minnesota. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. That's it. You have nothing snarky to say? No. Just good. It's just all good? It's just all good. Way to go, Howard Snitzer. I hope Yay. you're doing well and eating poop articles. <laughs> somewhere healthy. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere there. healthy. What do you um, got? What's your throwaway? Okay, so there is this company uh, in Israel called uh, Kululam, and it's an organization that's dedicated to bringing Israelis together um, all all across Israel, all ages, all races, all religions and dem- demographics for mass singing events. And it said the most recent orchestration in Haifa asked 3,000 Muslims and Jews, none of whom have met before, to come together and learn the song One Day by Metis Yahoo. 
in I under an hour. Me too, and I love that song. Yeah. Um, and it says not only that, but they learned how to sing and harmonize the lyrics in three different languages. Whoa. And then they um they did like a concert, which was made in uh so they did it in the Haifa municipality in the port of Haifa, and it just said it like it was a breathtaking display of unity and beauty, and then they like show the concert tons of people wow and i just thought it was such a nice thing to like get all these people to come together because music is such like a unifying thing yeah um and i mean nowadays it's so hard it can be the cause of such divide right like you shouldn't be able to do this type of music or that type of music or some people use it you know there's a lot of hate speech you shouldn't be able to do that well no you know like they're like appropriating other cultures music you're exactly okay. um and this was just a really nice way to come together harmonize sing in three different languages different languages that's so cool too i'm assuming it was english hebrew and arabic which yeah. i guess they all speak like variations of but yeah i just thought at like a time that can be so divisive it was a really nice thing for everyone to come and then people came and watched the concert and it was just like good vibes and everyone like feeling good together and making something beautiful was it a fundraiser or something or was it just to just for the sake of having doing something really cool? I think it was just for the sake of doing something cool. They try and organize these types of events, but it's I kind of like it sounds a little bit like choir choir choir. Have you ever been to one of their events? No. Choir 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 is based in Toronto. It's two guys who run it. I um I don't know when I first saw them. I think I first saw them maybe at a TEDx event. And they come and they get groups together and they just like harmonize, but they teach you it as, as you're right there. So they did one after Bowie died and they got the whole place to harmonize at the AGO, uh, the art gallery of Ontario. They had the room and they're all like doing this crazy thing. And then they kind of film it. They've done it all over the place. They did a huge one for, um, after the Orlando shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, they did one at Nathan Phillips square in front of city hall. They did one for true colors. Nice. It was amazing. I was sure there. It was, it was unreal. And they harmonized the whole crowd. They hand out sheet music. Like, I want to cry just thinking about it. It was so beautiful. So it's sort of, it sounds a little bit like that where they just bring everyone together. And it is just, and they And have, it's for everybody. It's just for everyone. It's anyone who wants to come and sing along. One of them plays the guitar. And one of them, you kind of work for about a half an hour or 40 minutes or so on. Like, okay, then when we do this, we get to this part, we do this. And this part, we do this. And then, okay, let's practice that part. And he's like, okay, great. Okay, so now the next part, we're all going to do this. And this half of the group is going to do this. And so they walk you through it. They're obviously very good, like, sort of choral conductors. Right. But, and they obviously have experience. And you can hire them for private events and stuff. But they just kind of do this stuff. And it's so cool. And it's just like, it's like, I do not have a good voice at all. You have a beautiful voice. But, like, (laughs) like, it's just, it felt so cool to be a part of it. And there's, like, thousands of people there singing so... I don't know. It's just this really cool thing. And it sort of sounds like that. And I love it. I think that's the just the coolest thing. Yeah. Good times. Good vibes. I love that. Yeah. Let's go sing. We should do a choir. choir. Let's go to the Pooh restaurant. And then go to a choir, choir, choir event. Go to a choir, choir, choir event. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Let's I think do we it. should do it. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling that's more awesome. positive. I feel good. Yeah, I feel good too. I'm, I'm on the hunt. I've, I've been... Uh, I went through, while you were away on your honeymoon, I was like, Sarah's gone. I was very sad about it. But then now I've been more on the hunt for looking out for positivity and stuff. Because they got a little bit down while you were gone. So like, haven't you heard a vent too? 
And then, like, you know, little things that happen. And I, one guy was like, why can't I use this entrance for the subway? And I'm like, oh, it's like a presto-only card. You can't use your pass over here. And, he, and instead of saying, like, oh, okay, he was just like, fuck! Jesus fucking Christ! In my face. <laughs> and then he, like, walked away. I'm like, yep, good, happy Women's Day. Good. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, yeah. So I'm glad you're back. And we're looking for positive stuff. Cause me too. Me, and me you've, like, coaxed me out of my hole. Because I've been super depressed since we came home from Sri Lanka. And I haven't been able to observe any positivity. Because as I said, I've been like rocking yeah. back and forth in my bedroom. Yeah. So now that you have lured me out of my hovel, I feel like I'll be open to some more positive things, hopefully. You will be. Okay. This too shall pass. Okay. It'll be good. Let's try and do, let's try and do better. Yeah. Let's all just try. Let's just try a little bit. Okay, bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.